It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on prize picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize picks is incredibly user-friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock-solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You are locked on Braves. Your daily Atlanta Braves podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Braves country, what's going on? Welcome to another episode of the Locked On Braves podcast brought to you by Locked On MLB and the Locked On Podcast Network found wherever your favorite podcasts are, be it the Google Podcast Store, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the brand new Himalaya app, or whatever smart device you may have in your house or in your car. All you got to say is, hey, play me Locked On Braves, play me Locked On Falcons, play me Locked On Hawks, whatever it is. Even if you're not a fan of Atlanta, I guess you could say those teams too. But more importantly, just say Locked On Braves, and you can hear us wherever you may be. This is how to not oversell this episode. Um, This is going to be my, my biggest... Probably my happiest episode of the year, at least up to date, because this what we got out of Max Freed last night. I have been a huge proponent of Max Freed needs to be a starter for at least a year now uh, to the point where I can sometimes get very angry when when things don't bounce the way for Freed that I think that they should. Uh, and, and I've been very upset with the way that the Braves have kind of dicked him around kind of yo-yoing him back and forth from the bullpen to the starter and back again, uh, never really giving him a chance to to kind of show what he can do as a starter. And you you look at what he did last year, that Cardinals game in particular sticks out, the 11 strikeout game there. So what does he do last night? He goes in and he has a perfect game going into the sixth inning, ends up with six innings pitched, one run given up, no earn or one hit, no runs. I'm sorry, I don't want to undersell backs there. One hit, no runs, five Ks, looked amazing amazing doing it as the Braves get the win nine to three. And it was just, it was, it was just so, so amazing for, for Max free to be able to go and do that, to put his stamp in the show, why he is such a, a well beloved pitcher and why he was such a high prospect to begin with, which is something that sometimes I think gets forgotten 
nine to four, by the way, not nine to three, which is something that gets forgotten, I believe, in just how many starting pitching prospects the Braves have. All the newer, kind of younger ones kind of get all the play. But it wasn't so long ago that Max Fried was one of the top pitching prospects in all of baseball coming out of um, uh, San Marino, I want to say. San Marino in California. I know he pitched. Uh, it was somewhere in California. It was the same it was the same high school as Lucas Giolito and Jack Flaherty. In fact, he was in the same rotation as those two. Which, if you're thinking about it, that is that is a pretty dominant high school rotation. You're you're not going to score because in high school you only really need three starting pitchers. I I would I'm shocked that anybody scored any runs off of them at all. But I mean, just wow. And it's important for Max Free to get to do that because he came up and when he came over, he was kind of having some blister issues, which kind of messing with him. He was coming off Tommy John surgery. So his first season back was not really good. His 2017 was kind of weird where he got called up to the Braves after having a six ERA in Mississippi. And they just wanted to put him in the bullpen because they thought that he was experienced enough to give them some bullpen help. And that kind of buried him a little bit. It kind of kept him out of the, the rotation permanently. He was, you know, coming up at the same time where, you know, uh, Sims and Whistler and Blair and, Newcomb were all coming up and, and getting some opportunities up there. But Freed was kind of left by the wayside a little bit. And then in 2018, he was mostly a member of the bullpen. But when he did get to start, he was outstanding. Last night was only his 10th start. He's been with the Braves for a while now, since 2016. And he's a guy that you you just expect to have more than 10 starts. And after last night's start, he's got an ERA at 254. He's, he's literally doubled a pitcher as a starter than he is a reliever. So it really just kind of boggles my mind that he has not been used more as a starter. But after last night's game, I have a feeling that that is going to change. And uh, they caught up with Max Fried after the game. Just take a listen. This is a game that we wanted to win. We wanted to close out the series. So I just wanted to go out there and try to eat up as many innings as I could and try to keep the pitch count down. At what point do you realize, you know, you've got a perfect game? Do you realize it at all when you're out there? Uh, I I realize it a little bit, but you just one of those things you just try not to try not to think about. You just try to stay locked in, try to execute the next pitch. So. Once I just tried to take that approach, it became easy, and I didn't really think about it too much. Obviously, I would imagine that you are kind of locked in if you go into the sixth inning and you're carrying a perfect game. Behind some really good defense as well, Josh Donaldson made a number of outstanding plays. Freddie Freeman saved a couple of errors twice by the infield. Just an all-around, just spectacular game all around. And it does help the defense. When you've got a pitcher who's pitching that well, and everybody knows that pitcher has a perfect game going, as a defender, you're kind of heightened a little bit. You don't want to be the guy that messes that up for that pitcher. So really good to see for the Braves all around. Now his hit, you know, if it hadn't been as wet out there, then i fully confident that Ender Enciarte would have made that play. But for Max to go out there in the rain, and it started raining about the second or third inning, for Max to go out there in the rain in a wet baseball and do the things he was doing, just absolutely phenomenal. Painting the black with 97, dropping that insane curveball, which... When I say that it might be the sexiest breaking ball in the major leagues, I'm not lying. It's got almost a 2,900 uh, RPM rate, which is extremely high for a curveball. It doesn't get barreled very often. Last The last two seasons combined, he's got a 3.7 percentage of barrels, which is really, really low and bodes really well for Max. And this is a different Max Freed. Max has four pitches now. Uh, he added in a cutter. He didn't use it a whole lot because, hey, he didn't need to. I mean, for the first couple innings, he really wasn't even throwing his curveball because he was spotting up his fastball perfectly and nobody was hitting his fastball. So it was it was just 
It was about the perfect storm for Max Freed. His curveball was lights out when he started using it. His changeup was absolutely spectacular, throwing that at 85 to offset the 94-95 mile-an-hour fastball. That 10-mile-an-hour difference is just superb. And the changeup is supposed to be Max's worst pitch. And last night, it looked like A-plus pitch. I mean, he stayed, his athletic delivery stayed on point. He didn't really lose himself. He didn't walk a single person. And if you're a Braves fan or if you're a member of the Braves front office or the Braves coaching staff, that is exactly what you needed. You desperately needed a pitcher to get into the sixth inning or finish the sixth inning, and Max gave you that. And if it hadn't been raining, uh, if it had not been such kind of poor conditions, not really poor, but raining, and there's a lot of, uh, uh, like, basically what they call diamond dirt on the on the litter on the field which soaks up the water if there wasn't any of any of that going on max probably would have come out for the seventh inning he finished at 91 pitches but this early in the season you can't be too mad at uh at pulling him at that point you don't want to run the risk of you know if he'd still had the perfect game he would have gone out there but it's almost a good thing that he lost it when he did you it's not generally a good idea to give a guy who hasn't been starting a ton to have him throw 120 125 pitches Uh, in his first start of the season, in the second week of the season. So I've got no problems with taking him out. The bullpen made it a little bit frightening by giving up four runs. Uh, My boy Chad Sabaka got absolutely drilled and gave up two homers, uh, which when you're talking about the Cubs lineup, it's it's, it's not surprising. Max made them look like fools and made them look like amateurs, but that is still an incredibly powerful lineup. So Rizzo and Baez get a hold of Chad Sabatka and touch him up for three. Shane Carl has a, uh, Shane Carl had a good outing, by the way. It was good to see from a guy who came in with a 2250 ERA. Uh, Shane Carl's the guy that we've talked about before. The peripherals, if you look at last year, not super strong. So he kind of needed this. Good for him. Minter gets uh, some work in. Does not look great at all. Walks the bases loaded. Gives up one run, but then gets out of it. So, Braves get the get the win nine to f- uh, nine to four. Break out the brooms and they get a sweep. Their first against the, against the Cubbies in a long time. I believe it was uh, it's like since nineteen ninety four or something. If you want to find out the truth, I think Gabe uh, Gabe Burns on Twitter has it. Um, you can go search out his Twitter and see what it is. But all around fantastic series for the Braves. As we get ready to take on the Marlins tonight, we will cover that a little bit more in the second half. So when we come back, we'll touch we'll touch on the Braves Marlins series. I'll probably wax some more about Max Freed because I'm just so over the moon about it. And we'll get in contact and we'll touch on just how I'm feeling about the Braves now that the second series is over. So stay tuned through the break. Thank you guys so much for joining me here on Locked on Braves. All right, guys, it's time to talk about that thing that no man really wants to talk about. I'm talking about erectile dysfunction. If you're having a little bit of problem in the bedroom, it can be extremely difficult to go talk about it with a doctor. Well, my friends at BlueChew.com have solved that problem. BlueChew is the first chewable pill that has the same FDA-approved ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you can take it with the confidence necessary to know that it's going to work. And because it's chewable, it works twice as fast as one of these over-the-counter pills, so you don't have to sacrifice the spontaneity to plan around your your sex nights. Guess what, guys? Blue Chew is not just for men with ED. So if you're just another guy that's looking to up your performance a little bit, if you're a guy that's looking to set up for round two, Blue Chew has you covered there. A lot of guys talk the talk. It's time for you to walk the walk. BlueChew.com is the perfect place to go. It's mailed discreetly to your door. It's an online prescription, so no more having to go to that pharmacist and having that awkward conversation where she goes and hands you the pill, and you both know what it is. Neither one of you wants to meet each other in the eye. BlueChew.com has taken care of that with a discreet delivery service. Go to BlueChew.com and use our promo code MLB, and they're going to give you your first shipment for free. All you got to do is pay $5 for the shipping and handling, and they're going to give you that first 
supply for free. Go to bluechew.com. Use the promo code MLB. New game day shirt. Boom. Cash back. Food for the tailgate. Boom. Cash back. Even buying a round can earn you cash back when you use your debit card. And yes, we said debit card. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can earn cash back on everyday purchases. In sports, it's hard to predict who's taking the win, but you know what's guaranteed to win? Discover Cashback Debit. Did I mention there are no fees, period? This one is a real game changer. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank. Member FDIC. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Hey, welcome back to Locked On Braves. Thank you guys so much for tuning in on this episode today as we are in part duh of the Max Freed Love Fest. Obviously, if you guys missed the first, if you guys listened to the first segment, if you guys watched the game, you know what happened. Max Freed with a perfect game into the sixth inning, gives up one hit, finishes off that sixth inning at 91 pitches and was just totally unhittable. And it was for a guy that has been a Max Freed fanboy and has been so vocally adamant about Max Freed for the last year. That was about the the most perfect game I can imagine for both myself and for Max Freed. So it, there's a little bit of vindication in there. So I'm not going to lie, patting myself on the back a little bit. If you were following along on Twitter, you saw everybody all, all excited. And speaking of Twitter, by the way, if you're not a member of Braves Twitter, you really should be because um, the Braves Tiger Wood meme has reached like legendary status. They're actually going to be talking about it on Sirius XM today about uh, if, if you're not familiar with the Tiger Woods thing, if you're like, hey, what the heck is the Tiger Woods thing? It kind of started out as a joke when the Braves were getting swept by Philly uh, and the bullpen was looking atrocious. Uh, everybody was saying, oh, this is fine. And uh, we did a picture of the I believe it was Gaurav Vidak who started it. Gaurav over at Talking Chop, who is a phenomenal follow and, and just an amazing baseball mind, especially if you like prospects. Kind of threw that out there. Hey, we should use the Tiger Woods face meme, the smiling meme, and use that for uh, for for when the Braves are bad. But we carried it over to when the Braves are good, and it's just kind of taken everything by storm. It's it's been bulletproof. Uh, been flooding. Uh, they've been flooding. The, the Cubs mentions after the games with Tiger Woods faces. So if you scroll down, it's like 250 comments just of Tiger Woods faces uh, with Cubs having no idea what's going on. So it, it's it's really cool. It's a really fun thing. Might be the most united that uh, Braves Twitter has been <laughs> since Jose Urena drilled uh, Acuna. So pretty awesome to see there. And it, it should be funny to listen to on Sirius XM. Uh, I believe even the Braves social media and MLB network is kind of getting in on it. So good to see that from, uh, from the Braves fam over there. 
But as it pertains to tonight, this is actually going to be an interesting game. It's Kevin Gosman's first game of the season. Uh, coming back, he, he had a, a just a little bit of elbow soreness, nothing too serious. So he comes back this week after getting a, a, a pass through the rotation. He's facing Pablo Lopez. And if you're talking about the Marlins, they're not a great team right now. They don't have a ton of great players. Uh, really, Brian Anderson is the best they've got. Martin Prado is still really good handling the bat. He's not as good as he used to be. He's not as good defensively as he used to be, but he's still a, a good player. Starlin Castro can go on streaks, but outside of that, that's really about it. Jorge Alfaro may end up being good, but right now he's just kind of middle of the road. Uh, JT Riddle, he's had a good start to his season, but he's kind of, you know, he's... He he strikes me as more of a backup type, almost like an Denny Echeverria, like they used to have. So when you're looking at the Marlins, there's not too many people. One, there's not too many people that you're going to know. If you go through that Marlins that Marlins team and you're like, hey, who's this guy? You're not going to be alone. They do have some really intriguing young pitchers, though, and one of them faces Gosman tonight in Pablo Lopez. Pablo Lopez is a guy who... He wasn't necessarily a super heralded recruit coming in a season ago, but he was extremely, extremely good last year. His spring was incredible, and he's a guy who throws everything really well. He's not really a guy that's going to wow you. Like I don't think he's a guy that's ever going to touch like 15 strikeouts in a game, but he does have good strikeout stuff, and all of his stuff has really good movement, and he's a guy that don't let the 501 ERA fool you. He's actually pitched really well this year. And he's a guy, it's going to be interesting to see. The Braves need to jump on him a little bit early. He's not a guy that you really want to let settle into the game. If you let him settle, he's got enough pitches, and he has control of enough pitches that he's, he can hurt you. And you don't want to let the Marlins come in when you're riding this high off of the uh, off of the sweep of the Cubs. You don't really want to let the Marlins come in and steal any of that momentum. I'm not super worried about it because they still don't have the offense that, that worries you. They've had a pretty decent offense to date. They haven't really played a whole ton of people, so we'll see how for real they are. And it's still super early; it's still too early to talk about that. But you know, they've they've done some things where eh, you you can see that they're they're not as bad as everybody thought. They're a little bit like the Atlanta Hawks, where they're not going to win a lot of games, but they're very scrappy. I've, I've actually I don't mind watching this this Florida team, particularly when they've got Sandy Alcantara. On the mound, who uh, I'm not sure if the Braves are going to face him or not this series. We might end up facing him tomorrow. Yeah, it'll be Sandy Alcantara taking on Kyle Wright. So it'll be two rookies tomorrow, which will be a must-watch, must-watch game, especially after Kyle Wright's first start did not go so well. Uh, Sandy Alcantara has been kind of the exact opposite. Alcantara has been outstanding uh, through eight innings, no runs allowed. Six strikeouts, no walks. So he's been he's been really really good, and he was that main piece they got back in the Marcelo Zuna trade. Really, the only piece of any substance they got in the Marcelo Zuna trade. But uh, so far, he's proven adept. And Pablo Lopez has been, you know, aside from the the ERA, Pablo Lopez has been really really strong himself. So it should be a fun pitching matchup tonight. We'll get to see where Gosman's at. I'm not entirely sure how long they'll let Gosman go tonight. I got to imagine that his his first start back, he's going to be on a bit of a pitch count. I think you'll see him get around the 88 to 91 pitches. Whatever inning he's in, that's about where I think they're going to stop him. So hopefully the Braves have built up a decent, uh, decent lead by them because the Marlins have... The Braves have a horrible bullpen. The Marlins do too. Drew Steckenrider's probably their best bullpen piece, and he's been getting knocked around this year. So it should be. Uh, it, it's not. A, it's not like you're facing the Phillies again, or even the Nationals, or even the Mets, who have been really good so far. So this is another series. 
another chance to go out there and make our mark, put up another three wins. You should be able to sweep these Marlins. If not, you should at least win two out of three. So go out there, get yourselves over 500, fully wash away the stink of, of that first series, get yourself back into where you feel the Braves really should be to start in this year. And kind of get everybody going. Nick Markakis last night as well. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Nick Markakis with five, went five for five, three doubles and five RBIs. Uh, first player to get three doubles and five RBIs since uh, Nick Markakis himself did it uh, in 2017, I believe. So good on Nick for coming out there. Brian McCann just missed his first home run as a Braves. Uh, so good all around. Freddie doing Freddie things. Ronald Acuna is still not hitting well, and it's it's too early to be frightened. But it's one of those things that I was kind of worried about when you moved him away from from leadoff because hitters do have places where they're just more comfortable hitting and Acuna is just more comfortable hitting leadoff and he's not really seeing the best of pitches at cleanup. So if that goes on a whole lot longer, you got to imagine he'll get moved back. But the best part of this season as far as offensively goes is Ozzy Albies by far. Leading off, he was three for four. He's, he's just been he's been phenomenal. Uh, he, he's walking, he's taking a ton of pitches, he's hitting from the left and the right side right now. Ozzy looks locked in, and it looks like the adjustments are really working for him. So a lot of key pieces on offense really doing well, with the exception of Donaldson and Acuna right now, who you both you know both of those guys will at some point get going, whether or not they change them around the lineup, whatever. But you know it's just a matter of time before Acuna gets going. He started off slow last year as well, and we know exactly how that ended. So let's go out there tonight. Let's get a win. Uh, first pitch is at 720. Kevin Gosman versus Pablo Lopez and with the Braves. Hope to continue their nice win streak and to continue improving upon the young season and to put themselves in prime candidacy for a team for national for the national spotlight. Thank you guys so much for joining in on Locked On Braves. Remember, you can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya, and wherever your smart devices may be. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We will catch you guys. Remember, no no show tomorrow, no show Sunday, so we'll catch you guys again on Monday. Enjoy the weekend and chop on. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.